Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moving Money Refinanced. The show, you see, Shauna, they don't know that I had a bad start because <laughs> I'm going to edit it out. So you don't have to laugh. Just pretend like everything went perfectly. All right. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Moving Money Refinanced, the show where we tell you who made money at the movies as well as the uh, the top movie news and, and things that are going on in the movie space. I am one of your hosts, Damien Leafy. With me as always, Shauna. Shauna, how are you doing? I am fine. I, I can bet you're fine. You just went into KFC and came out in less than five. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Less than like, five this minutes. This is the first time in life that I've actually went into KFC and there was nobody. And you know, it. it's it's just like, it's, it's one of those things where like I... I'm trying not to, to eat as much fast food now, and then the day, the, the time in which I'm trying to do that, KFC gets their act together, and then you do less than five minutes to get your food. Yeah, right? maybe it's a sign though for me as well. Maybe it's time to stop to, eating because there yeah. was nobody in there, so maybe they. they you think maybe step. the culture is just against KFC right now? No, I don't think that's maybe possible. It's just maybe I mean probably five minutes after I left, there's a, there's a line. whole line of people. Yeah. So you just got the sweet spot. Yes. Yeah, that's all. You have to find the sweet <laughs> spot, and I hope that some of these people in the box office found the sweet spot for this weekend we're also going to be talking about the uh best trailers and clips from mm. the super bowl we're going to make some predictions for next sunday make some predictions for next sunday which mm. is um next Sunday is the oscars yes. we already did a prediction on that and we're going to put that out on youtube soon uh and also we're going to be talking about the bombshell that was the fast nine trailer big 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 episode this week john mm-hmm. um yeah we have a lot to talk about so you know what i'm just gonna put away that sweet jazz music even though we love it so much. Um, but it'll come back. It'll come back at the end. But right now, we have some things to talk about. Uh, but first off, Shana, how are you doing? I'm fine. Just um, a little sad that I have to go to work. But y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you, you, you got to fix that, man. <laughs> this, this, this working at 11 um, thing is not it. That's, that's not the way. I mean, it has its advantages. but Which? What, it, what are the advantages of working? I mean, so I get to sleep for like. From I say I reach home like after eight in the morning. Yeah, I can sleep till like nine o'clock in the night, so I get like twelve hours sleep. That makes Wait, sense. That's not that's not nothing good, by the way. But yeah. at least you know you can still catch back your sleep and whatever. And you have things. I mean, if you're at work from eight to five, I mean there are things I can get done. Yeah. When I'm not at work, so yeah, yeah it has. I think, it has yeah, there's too. a lot of people who who um. I think some people wish they could have a, like a graveyard kind of operation, but it's weird because most people in Jamaica um, they work nine to five, mm-hmm. and the problem is if you want to get something done, you have to do it within your work hours because everybody else exactly. is working at the same time. But honestly, I do not recommend the graveyard. By the <laughs> way, <laughs> don't get it twisted, people. I do yeah. not recommend the graveyard. It was just that you know I'm a football fan. Champions yeah, yeah, League yeah. is going to start. I think next week or the other week. So. Yeah. For me, being on the graveyard works for me because I get to watch the matches during the day. But yeah. 10 for 10, I do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, um, I can understand that. Well, uh, so w- you got work to go to, but you're still seeing a movie tonight. Yes. Um, and hopefully that movie is on the top five this week, but I don't think it is. Um, and real quick, Shana, let's just, um, let's just talk about what we predicted I don't think we did very well. I um, wait. We we recorded last week. We did record last week. It feels like. It yeah feels no no we recorded last week. We, we need recorded to start recording twice a week. We we barely get by with once a week. <laughs> we barely we barely reach that weekly threshold <laughs> as it is. I think adding more would just be. Uh, I'm not gonna chaotic. lie. It feels like we recorded probably two weeks ago. Yeah no it was it was last week. Um, 
But uh, let me see if I can find it. Here, here it is. Okay, it was hiding from me. I think the list that we put out is so ashamed of what happened mm-hmm. that um, it was trying to hide from me. Because uh, we had uh, we had Bad Boys for Life at number one, both of us. We both had Doolittle at number five. Uh, we had nineteen. I had nineteen seventeen at number three. You had it at number four. Uh, Gretel and Hansel, you had it at number three. I had it at number two. And Rhythm Section is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had that. You had that at number two, and I had it at number wow. four. So just keep those numbers in mind, people, as we go into the actual top five. So this week's top five, once again, which is surprising to me that it's it's still in the top five. Um, we have Jumanji. Jumanji was at number five this weekend. It made $6 million domestically with a total domestic gross of 291.2. Uh, and the worldwide gross for Jumanji, the next level is $754.8 million. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as we were saying last week and a week before, not as much as the first film, um, or rather good the second enough. film. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely good enough. Good enough for the fact that, um, you know, this is a movie franchise that people didn't really have faith in when it was, mm-hmm. was first coming back. Um, and yeah, it's, it's doing really well. And I'm surprised that it is still in the top five. Yeah, like, and I'm this surprised it's still weeks. here because I am going to watch it tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get you to watch... Um, for about the, a month, no. <laughs> no, for more than a month for, because yeah, it's, been it's been out been for two six, months. Yeah, it's been about six weeks. Yeah, so. it's, 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 it's not a good look, Sean. I mean, we're... Yeah, I'm washed up. I'm sorry. You're, you're more than washed up. You're, you're washed away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, our number four, we have, uh, I'm all the way at the top, Gretel and Hansel, which is the horror movie of this week, which made $6.1 million domestically worldwide. I don't think it made that much of a dent, but maybe a little bit. Let me see. Are you going to see this? I don't think so. I don't um, believe you. I don't really have an interest. Because you watch everything. I try to watch everything, but I don't think I'm going to see it. Like the, I looked at the movies that were coming out this week yeah. and there were, it was Gretel and Hansel. Um, there was the Richard Jewell, which mm-hmm. you're seeing tonight. Yes. Um, and I don't remember the other one, but each one of them, I was just like, I don't need to see this. This is not, this, you mm-hmm. know, there's no point in this for me. Um, but yeah, it's made $6.1 million domestic and uh, worldwide. It has made a little bit more. It made $115,000, um, in the international markets. Yeah. Um, so 6.2 worldwide uh, is the total. This is on a budget of $5 million. So it's already a moderate success. It's, it's already <laughs> a moderate success because, uh, with these horror movies, you don't need to make much, you don't need to make much money. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they are so, they're, they're so cheap. They're mm-hmm. so cheap to make. Doesn't seem like it has opened in a lot of markets so far. No, I don't think so. Um, at number, where are we? Number three, we have Doolittle, um, which I am impressed. I'm impressed by. I'm impressed. It that didn't it, move. It didn't move. It stayed and it only dropped 37%. Wow. Um, so the Doodle fans are out there. Yeah. The Doodle fans are out there. Um, but it, as, as impressive as this is, it's only made $55 million domestically and worldwide it has made, uh, 126.5. Which isn't terrible, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't have $126.5 million in my pocket, but yeah. uh, Doolittle cost $175 million to make. So, yeah, yeah this movie is, is... It's a bomb. It's a bomb. It's the first official bomb of 2020, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know... It's shocking. <laughs> I mean, it's shocking because it stars Robert Downey Jr. It has all these fun animals, all these great voice cast. And it just is not doing any money. I think the reviews are definitely hurting this movie. 
I don't think anybody is that most. Not only, but just watching the trailer, it just looks awful. Yeah, the trailer is not inspiring a lot of hope yeah, for people. I think we just rather watch the Eddie Murphy version. And yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and they had two of those, right? Yeah, yeah, and and then they also had spin-off movies with his daughter, I think. So, um, at number two, we have one of our favorite movies because you finally got to see it. Yes, I did last week. Um, and this is 1917, which made 9.4 million dollars. Uh, domestically, with a total domestic gross of $119 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and worldwide... Oh, wait, let me see what the budget is for this, because I think I have that up here. Yeah, the budget for 1917 is $100 million. It's between 90 and 100, but I'll just say 100. That's um, a lot of money for a movie that's not really marketed. Like, I mean, the Oscars, the hour scene is going to give it a push, yeah, of yeah. course, but... That's a lot of money for the budget. Well, yeah, it's a 248.8, basically well, 250. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as you said, it's not it's not like a, you know, it's not like Christopher Nolan yeah, or, or where, you know, where Dunkirk was like plastered all over everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't go to a website without yeah, seeing Dunkirk. Yeah, that's this is very low key. Yeah. This is it's it's not a small movie, but it's kind of small. Yeah, I mean it's it's not small, but it it has like no name actors in it. Yeah. Um, I think mostly the draw to this thing is the concept, like the way it's shot or the way it's perceived to be shot is that it's all in one cohesive mm-hmm. motion. Um, and I think people are drawn to that, and also the reviews have been fantastic. Yes. Um, I also think I mean maybe there's just not that much out right now. Uh, as you can see, like the the well, when we get to number one, that changes, but mostly. The, the movies that have been coming out in the last few weeks have been very few. Um, like, Doolittle is probably the biggest thing. Jumanji has been holding on for that same reason. There's not mm-hmm. that much competition out there in January right now. Um, like, remember Underwater came out this month or, or in January? Mm-hmm. Like, that seems so long ago because it just came and went. So wow, many, yeah. yeah there, there, there's so many little movies that did, just came you, and went. Did he come here? Yeah, it came here. I watched it. You watched it? Mm-hmm. Wow, I forgot all about that movie. It wasn't bad, but but nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah, so it just came. It was in the top five for a few weeks. Yeah. I think it was two weeks. And Alien it lingered underwater. on. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then the number one movie, which is a real big win of the season right now. And I think this is going to prove to be one of the biggest successes of the year, um, at least for how much it costs to make. Uh, bad Boys for Life which made $17.6 million this weekend, total domestic gross of $148 million, and a worldwide gross of $290.7. Uh, the, the budget is $90 million. Mm-hmm. So it's made $200 million over its budget. So you're telling me that 1917 has a higher budget than Bad Boys? Wow. You know what? I didn't think about that. Yeah. Wow. I did not think about that, but you are right. That, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Crazy. Um, and it well deserved because 1917 looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Not that, not that Bad Boys looks bad. Yeah, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, in terms of the, the quality of the graphics, but um, it's it's just not as impressive as 19, like 1917 is a, a marvel of filmmaking. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. So you saw it. Why don't you give the people your reactions to it this week? I mean, 1917, mm-hmm. of course, you go there because you want to see a Roger Deakins masterclass. Yes, of course. I mean, it's like it's like a one-shot. It's 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 a one-shot film, yeah, basically. Yeah, kind of like, so give it people in context, not context. Um, context is kind of like um, Birdman. The camera, yeah, the um, camera is just moving with the actors. Yeah, it doesn't you know you're not seeing any cuts. There's no you're just break. Seeing, yeah. yeah, you're just seeing the camera move, and it's really, I mean, uh, to me, it really immerses you in the picture, and mm-hmm. it's it's really it's just 
beautiful to look at. Yeah. I mean, the scene where, um, wait, no, I don't want to. You don't there's, a, there's a specific scene, like when the uh, the lead actors, they're mm-hmm. at this place and they encountered some Germans. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember. No, I remember it. I remember it. They, I don't place. think it's a spoiler to say that they encounter enemies e- in this movie. So, yeah. Yes, and trust me, when a place like lit up, it was so beautiful. I was just so... I was mesmerized. Yeah, I think this I movie said should this be seen on a big screen. It definitely should. Mm-hmm. Um, does that what? Okay, so here's the question though. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got two ratings mm-hmm. that are are in the upper echelon of ratings. Mm-hmm. We've got the big screen watch, which yeah. is as you said, should be seen on the big screen. But then we've also got the greatest of all time. All right, so for me, it's like somewhere between the greatest of all time and the big screen watch. Okay, more. Edging towards the greatest of all time. That movie is great. Yeah, so, I okay. Mean, I gave it four and a half stars out of five. Right, right, right. Okay, so my question to you now is, which is the question every critic has to answer, what is it that's keeping it back from being, like, the top rating that we'll have? Like, what's keeping it from that? Because I um, struggle with the same thing, and I'll tell you why I chose to give it um, greatest, greatest of all time. All right, for me, I don't think it's a movie that I'm going to really care about in a month. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'll I'll probably remember it. Yeah. But it's not really going to be a movie that I'm going to just jump. You know, like, oh, every year I have to watch the lottery. Right, right, right. I know. It's, not, it's, 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 it's just, to me, it's one of those great, I wouldn't say a one-time watch. I, I'd probably revisit it, but probably later down in the year. Or, right, yeah. Just, yeah, just maybe kind that's of why. look back at, at it from yeah, that Yeah, but I, I, I acknowledge it as something great. Yeah. I mean, um, I'd watch it again, but I don't think it's something that I really like jump to. Yeah. Or maybe I will remember after the award season. That right. I'll remember it. I don't want to seem harsh, but <laughs> I will remember it. But it's no, it's not going to be any kind of like a Lord of the Rings. Or, yeah. I mean, um, I, all right, I have to, yeah. I, I kind of put you in the hot seat and, mm-hmm. and like, because... Um, if anybody was just listening to that part, it would just seem like it's not that big of a deal. It seems like the way you make it sound, it sounds like it's a movie that you just eh, it, you see it no, and you forget um, about it. I mean, critics like to use this term one time a great one time watch. Yeah, I have a lot of those. That's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I have a, movie a lot you, of movies yeah. where I watch it one time. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll even give it five stars, but it's not like. I'm going to really remember it all the time. Right. But when I come across it, I'm like, wow, that movie was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I gave it greatest of all time because um, for me, that that rating is, is supposed to be for movies that push the boundaries of their genre, but mm-hmm. also they they don't just do it from a technical level. They they tap into something kind of emotional and, and you know, what, what movies oh, are supposed to be Oh, you remember when you were in the war? <laughs> Yeah, I'm remembering when I was when back in the day when I was just in the trenches with the boys. Yeah. And 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 there was sepsis everywhere and there were rats and bombs and, and all I remember all that. There's I, a certain scene in that movie though where it was like, wow. Well, you mean in terms of how disgusting it was? Yes. Because I know the scene I think I know the scene you're talking about. Does it involve water? No. Mm, okay. That was disgusting too. Right, right, right. It was when it just started and he was like there and he was scrambling across bodies and his hand went yeah, into yeah, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I remember that. I mean, it's yeah. really, it's a war movie, but it's also anti- anti-war. It is. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, what I was thinking was um, it doesn't just push the boundaries of the, the filmmaking technique with the mm-hmm. one shot. But when you sit down to think about 
what it took to make the movie, mm-hmm. to build those huge sets that the actors yeah. have to walk through. And the fact that the actors have to keep this consistency with the character through each and every mm-hmm. shot. You know, like, um, uh, you look at something like The Revenant and, you know, DiCaprio is good in it, but his character is very much like one note kind of, I'm trying to survive, get back to my son. He doesn't really have chance, uh, uh, he doesn't really have a chance to explore like very complex emotions mm-hmm. like these characters do. And the fact that the movie was able to use its techniques and 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 really give me that feeling of just absolute emotion for what they were going through because it was it's mm-hmm. a very touching story. Like mm-hmm. they they they're able to tap into that part, and it's because of the mixing of those two things that I was able to give it our greatest mm-hmm. of all time. But you like, know that the last part of that movie was kind of terrible. You know that part where he's running to find the uh, lieutenant or the captain or whatever that yeah. was really terrifying yeah yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and there was um uh, it when i think about this movie a lot i think about dunkirk right mm-hmm. and something that people say dunkirk is missing is that emotional center because you know i think w- what christopher nolan was trying to prove with that movie was that you don't need to have the kind of cliche um tropes where you have the the family at home and the soldiers trying to get mm-hmm. back to them in order to invoke emotion. And he was right. But it helps. And yeah, I think because I when I thought about it, as you said, um, it's going to garner a lot of um comparisons to Dunkirk. Yeah. While both movies are beautifully shot, mm-hmm. I think I connected a bit more with nineteen seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean same thing. Dunkirk was wow, that movie honestly. 1917 is beautiful, but Dunkirk, I felt like I was at the war. Yeah. yeah. It was It was even more immersive. I mean, it was incredible, but I didn't really care about the characters that In Dunkirk. much. Yeah. I couldn't tell you their names yeah. um, or what, what their um, mm-hmm. reason for being there was or anything, which, I th- as I said, that was his point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 1917 sticks you there a little bit more, so yes, that's why I give it, it a little does. bit of an edge. Yeah. Um, and it connects with him better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, people should uh, go of watch. Of course it's going to connect. Okay, you were in the trenches too. That's true. I was in the tre- I got I got flashbacks. <laughs> I got flashbacks to the time with the boys. Um, yeah, so everybody should go watch 1917. Um, uh, it's a great movie, and it's one of the contenders for the Oscar season. So even if you're tr- just trying to catch up on the the uh, the you know the films to see when the Oscars are coming out on Sunday, 1917, I think it's still in theaters here. I'm not sure. Um, probably not, though. Um, it's, not? it's not there. Not there? Okay. Well, you should have seen it when you had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's the top five. Uh, just to reiterate, we had... Um, hold on a second. Uh, we had Jumanji, Gretel and Hansel, Doolittle, 1917, and Bad Boys for Life. Now, Shauna, we are going to go into next week's top five. By the way, you don't want to hear my thoughts on Bad Boys? Oh, yes. What are your thoughts on Bad Boys? I mean, Damon, as I told you in the car, th- two-thirds of that movie was great. Mm-hmm. The last third, no, was not great. You're going to upset some people, Shauna. Yeah. I the- mean, I would recommend the movie. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're a Bad Boys fan, but... Like, the ending of that movie was just, like, I rolled my eyes, like, a lot. Yeah. It was overkill. It was corny. Yeah. I mean, where the story went was not really that good, but hear what? I, overall, I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a great time watching Bad Boys for Life. Um, I had never seen a Bad Boys movie before. Um, no, you haven't seen Bad Boys too. The awful Bad Boys. Hold on, hold on a second. Hey, 21 Bridges have been there forever. 
21 Bridges is not still there. Yes. You're joking me. Yeah, it's still at Carib. How are you, How is that possible? Yeah, it's still at Carib. Jeez, man. And did No Mercy open? No Mercy is is the... Oh, um, you mean Just Mercy, the one with Just uh, Michael Sorry. B. Jordan. Yeah, Just Mercy. Yeah, well, I guess T'Challa beats Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 21 Bridges uh, is still at Carib. Okay, I got the camera back, which is weird. Um, I don't need most of it anyway. Um, I might use the bit where you're talking about 1917 as like mm-hmm. Oscar promo stuff, but I'd, it, I mean, because it's short, I can just use it. Um, right, so Shauna, let's get into the top five of this week, uh, or or it's not this week, of next week. Next week. And we can make our predictions based on that. So Shauna, let's just call it a, a failure on both our parts and say nobody won, because we both had rhythm section in the top five, and the rhythm section debuted at number 10, with $2.7 wow. million. Dollars. <laughs> so clearly, we were both very wrong on that one. Yeah. Um, even though it, it debuted with 3,000 theaters and it had no business doing this little amount of money, like it barely wow. beat Knives Out and Knives hey. Out has been out for 10 weeks. Wow, that's terrible. It is terrible. Um, so let's just say we both failed. Uh, but would you like to go first with right, next no week's? problem. Okay. Uh, so next week we've got Waiting for Anya which is a war film starring Angelica Houston, Jean Renault. That's a hell of a cast. Uh, and Birds of Prey, which is the big movie coming out next week. It is the only wide release next week. It seems that DC is scaring off all competitors. So yeah. would you like I wa- to... I wonder what's going to win. I don't know. I don't know. All right. right, I'm going to go with number one, mm-hmm. Birds of Prey. Okay. It's really easier to start with number one, you know? Yep. So I'm going to put it over here. So Birds of Prey... For number one, that's a bop. Birds of Prey stands for a bop. And what's <laughs> your number two? All right, number two, I'll go with Bad Boys for Life. Okay. Because it's Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> there was a part where they were trying, you know, where the other the recruits were saying, bad boys, bad boys. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it, it has its moments. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, th- I thought it was funny. I just, I'd seen the trailer too many times, so when I saw the moment, I was just like, all right. Yeah, I've seen it too many times. That, in the that, that reminds me of when I watched The Dark Knight Rises. And you know that part where they blew up the stadium? Mm-hmm. Saw it in the trailer so much. When yeah. it came, I was like... No impact. Uh, yeah, none. Yeah. Uh, number three? All right. So number three, I'll go with 1917. The Oscar is next week. So do not be surprised if people are going to be rushing to the theater to I, catch up. I think you're very right on Even that. Even though it's no longer in Jamaica, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. But... They won't get that it's, Jamaican it's, audience. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four. Number four. It's a little tough. Little yeah, tough. Yeah. All right. Let's go with. By the way, why is it Gretel and Ansel? Is it a feminist thing? I don't know if it's a feminist thing or if it's just a we want to be different thing. Or maybe it's a legality thing. Maybe they don't have the rights to the, the trademark of Hansel and Gretel. So oh, yeah, that's it, a good point. It, yeah, it could be anything. Because, like, my brother was saying that it sounds stupid. And I was like, no, it doesn't sound stupid. It's just that you've heard Hansel and Gretel all your life. Yeah. Like, if you had heard Gretel and Hansel up until this point. That, that's a good point. Yeah. That's true. But it is, it is, it's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you're number four. All right, number four. I will go with Gretel and Hansel. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I should stick with Doolittle, because... I tell you what, I don't know what else is going to go there. I, I couldn't tell you a, th- a movie that could be in the top. <laughs> unless, unless Jumanji again, but I really don't know. It, it's up to you. All right, I'll go. 
I'll go with um, Jumanji at number five. Ooh, so kick, kicking out Doolittle. Yeah, so Gretel at number four, mm-hmm. Jumanji at number five. All right, so you got Jumanji at number five, Han- Gretel and Hansel at number four, 1917 at number if three. If you look at the drops, though, yeah. Jumanji's drop is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. No, it's, a, I it's, mean, un, it's, it's unpredictable. It's a, it's a tough one. You got Bad Boys 3 at number two and, and Bop, Birds of Prey at number one. Um, so I tell you, I was with you on the top five. All the way up to number three, I was with you. And then... Damon is going to do something different. No, well, a different from you, but it's not like my usual different where I just throw in something crazy. But um, you you, you surprised me with your number four because I am going to put Doolittle at number four. Okay. I'm going to say Doolittle is going to um, keep strong in the top five. I think there's people who have just have a morbid curiosity. I have 1917 in there, right? Yeah, you have it at number three. Okay. Yeah. And I have, I'm going to put Gretel and Hansel at number five because I think it's getting decent word of mouth. Um, you know, just a movie that... It, it, the, the Hansel and Gretel name is kind of famous enough and if it made this much money... You know, we've seen where these horror movies that cost like $5 million to make, they kind of linger on and make one or two million every weekend. So I'll put that in my number five. So I got Gretel and Hansel at number five, Doolittle at number four, 1917 at number three, Bad Boys for Life at number two, and Birds of Prey at number one. Oh, it's going to be interesting next week, Shauna. We'll mm-hmm. see who wins. And then we're probably both going to be embarrassed. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but next week is a season of winners. Um, so uh, I just complete the screw that up. Let me say that again. Uh, so, But next <laughs> week is a weekend of winners because of the Oscars next week. So look out for a video from Sean and I talking about the Oscar nominations and what we think is going to go down when that uh, oh, launches. Yes, we did a video. Of the yeah, we Oscar, did the video. But we didn't make any predictions. No, we didn't make any predictions. All well, right. well, we kind of did because we were just like, okay, we, in like general discussion. So we didn't break it down to every single category. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you want to like offshoot some thoughts here for what you think is going to work? Well, I hope Parasite wins everything. Yeah. I think it was not many to what, five or six Oscars? Six times. Yeah. yeah. I want it to win everything, but it's not going to win everything, but... At least take Best Picture because it would what be the first um, foreign language film to do so. Um, I'm not I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it because I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah, because the brain isn't really that great. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, every year, I mean, if you follow the award season, people by December you can tell what's going to win the Oscars. Sometimes we want a little controversy. Sometimes we want some some something unpredictable. Yeah, and, and parasite, you think parasite is that? Yeah, mm. parasite winning. Because honestly, I thought that the Irishman, mm-hmm. even before all the Baftas and all the Golden Globes, I thought like the uh, Irishman would be the one to probably take best picture. But I would love if like. This film wins. No, I, it's I, the I, best movie of the year. To I me. think film, the film community at large, worldwide, is behind you on that one. Um, I think, I think what do you, okay. So, what do you think the predictable choice is to win Best Picture? Nineteen seventeen. Yeah, I'm but thinking either that or Joker. Um, I think the 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 film community in Hollywood is loving Joker because it's a throwback to Scorsese. I mean, mm-hmm. they they love Scorsese so much. They nominated both Irishman yeah. and Joker in the yeah, same year. Yeah, but if they want to piss off like film nerds and yeah. social media, they will let the Joker win. Yeah, but I think right now, all roads is leading to nineteen seventeen because it's been winning like 
most of the major stuff, them. It yeah. and Parasite. I think those are the two front runners, but I would not be surprised if Joker wins. I mean, I think also Quentin Tarantino just put out a movie about Hollywood and Hollywood already loves Quentin Tarantino and they mm-hmm. already love movies about like that's the reason Judy was nominated or Renee Zellweger was nominated for Judy. Um, I want to say that again because I definitely screwed up that because um, <laughs> her name is very hard to say. Renee um, Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Yes. Yeah, maybe I, I won't leave it. I'll, I'll leave it in now because you've corrected me and now it seems funnier. Um, <laughs> but that's why she was nominated for Judy was because that's a that's a Hollywood icon. Mm-hmm. They love just movies about themselves. Um, so I would not be surprised if that movie gets it, um, if that movie gets Best Picture. But um, yeah, Parasite would be great. If Parasite wins, I think the world will be healed. There will be no more fires in Australia or in the uh, Amazon. Coronavirus. Or coronavirus. Will just disappear. There'll be no more earthquakes or global mm. warming if Parasite wins. You, did you feel that earthquake? When? The, um, the other day? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. The I was like sitting at my desk and I felt the tremor. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to move. If it starts to intensify, then I'll just duck. I went but right under my desk. I don't know what no, you're talking about. No, I'm a, I'm a thug. I, you I can be a, a thug a when, the, when the ground opens up and swallows you whole. Yeah, you can be a I'm thug a gangster, all the way. But if, if you're under the decks and the ground opens up, you're still going to go down and, di- and die. Well, but the, ga- yeah, but, but, yeah. But the graphic says to go under the desk. When you so. were in infant school they say that you should go to a door jam not under well they say under your decks but if the ground opens up you're gonna yeah. die I, I like how you say you're a thug and you got your gold chain right now you need to, yeah. f- you need to flex that for the camera yeah. real, real quick yeah yeah just just flex that yeah there you yeah. go real thugs <laughs> real thugs um but yeah okay so why don't we go into the the trailers for this week because you gotta mm-hmm. move it to get to and we gotta get this done um we wanna start with the super bowl or the fast fast nine Oh, let's start with Fast 9. Fast 9, all right. Um, okay, so <laughs> the franchise that keeps on giving, uh, this is a franchise that you and I are not the biggest fans of. We have enjoyed it. Um, you're shaking your head. Why are you shaking your head? I mean, I like, you know, when The Rock came aboard this franchise, yeah. I kind of was like enjoying it, but I think it has run its course right now. Um, I would say it's driven, its course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I agree with you. I think uh, I, I put out some questions online to see what people were thinking about it. And uh, I got the responses that I expected where there were people who were saying, you know, have to watch it no matter what. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a given. I mean, we're zombies, so we're going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, well, we see every Marvel movie. Yeah. E- even when we're going, we're zombies, great, so, so we're going yeah. to watch it, but Honestly, if it ended now, I know it's not going to end. It's probably, I think they said that it's going to go into Fast 10. I mean, if they don't call it Fast X, I'm going to riot. Yeah. Because if any franchise deserves the X at the end of the name, is this one. Um, but I would say that um, there was a, a good amount of dissent online that people were saying, okay, we're kind of done with this. Mm-hmm. And the movies haven't been making that much money. Um, like Hobbs and Shaw. Granted, it was a spin-off. It just didn't make as much money as the previous films. And Fated the Furious also underperformed mm-hmm. in comparison to Furious 7. So um, I would say th- this is not the, the, the franchise that it used to be. You know, mm-hmm. it used to be a lot stronger of a brand. What, what did it used to be, though? <laughs> 
because I think the rock well, elevated <laughs> this this franchise. When I say what it used to be, I mean in terms of what it what like the, what the movies are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that always changes. That I have no idea what the through line is because they've been heist movies, they've been spy movies, they've been they've superhero been every, movies. They've been everything. They've been everything, and they've continued the franchise of being a superhero movie. Yeah, exactly. Based on the trailer that I watched. Well, okay, so ago. so let's talk about the trailer because I yeah. think the trailer is doing some things that is like it's almost I'm, like desperation. I'm seeing cars being flipped onto human beings and. Apparently he's not harmed or he's not dead. Not only is he not harmed I mean, or not dead, but I mean, he seems to be able to flip it off like it's yeah. nothing. But the thing is, in the day, man, I yeah. mean, casual audiences might find this thing thrilling, but I do not because it's to me, it's been there, done that. I've seen better. I mean, so all right, let's just talk generally. We don't have to break it down step by step because I don't think this movie deserves that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think what stood out to me was at the very end when you see the car flying off the, the cliff, right? And I said to myself, they better not goddamn dare. They they are not going to do what I think they're <laughs> going to do. And of course, it being Fast and Furious, they did it. They made a goddamn car look like freaking Spider-Man swinging around a mountain. Yeah, it apparently itched onto something. Like, okay. And yeah. <sighs> I don't... I mean, I'm not going to lie. Some of these ridiculous shit I enjoy. No, no, I enjoyed it, yeah, but, but I was offended at it. Like, you're yeah. going to suggest to me that this is but something I think logical? It's kind of running, it, running its course for me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, I couldn't believe, like, they've broken the laws of physics multiple mm. times before, but yeah. they've always done it in that sense of we're going to try and BS our way with our explanation of it you know like we'll just say oh we had extra nos in the tank and that's how we got from one building to the next and we're all the way in dubai yeah um but that car breaks off Mm -hmm. if it if it like the amount of tension it would take for a car that heavy moving at that speed at that distance Mm -hmm. that car is going to break apart there's no way that but of course it's movies it's movies. It's, it's, it's movies. It's imagination. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's fun to watch, if they play it well, um, I'll be okay with it. But I, you know, <laughs> we're going like the sheep. We are. We're going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, you have to suspend your disbelief if you want to watch it, mm-hmm. and I think I'll be able to do that. Um, other things that kind of scream of desperation to me are not really the the stunts. It's kind of the story stuff, like um, yeah. the. The main thing for this one, well, not the main thing. I'll get to the main thing in a second. But the the fact that Dom all of a sudden has a brother, brother. who happens to be played by John Cena. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Fast and Furious has always been about family. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this mystery sibling mm-hmm. has, has come out of nowhere, especially right after The Rock has departed the franchise, you know, it just seems to me like, all right, one wrestler dude, isn't going to work out anymore. Let's jump to the next one who is kind of big in the movies right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, did you get your, you, are you a wrestling fan? I used to be. Did you get any joy about seeing John Cena there? No, I actually stopped watching wrestling before the John Cena era. Right. I was the rock stone cold triple H era. Right, right, right. That's yeah. what, that's my brother's era actually. Yeah. yeah. You guys watch wrestling at the same time. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't like, I don't dislike John Cena as an actor. Like or he's he's carried movies before. Like when he was in Bumblebee, you know, he was entertaining. Um, I didn't see Blockers. Did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, he was. I, I've heard he was good in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's he's not bad. No, he's not bad. He's as in as far as those actors who transition from wrestling to acting go, mm-hmm. he's he's one of the better ones. 
Um, I just don't. I just know how it's gonna go. They're mm. gonna be enemies for most of the and movie. They're going to tag team, or maybe he <laughs> dies at the end. Yeah, but they're going to reconcile first, and then mm, you know. I would believe that, but like he got his own character poster. <laughs> you don't get your own character poster if you're just gonna die. die. You get well, your own character poster if you're gonna join the family. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I mean, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, look yeah. at look at Jason Statham's character. He mm-hmm. was an enemy, and then all of a sudden, he was one of their friends. Yeah. Um, the Rock. You remember the Rock was chasing them down in yes. Rio, and then all of a sudden, no, for real. Yeah. When you when you bring it up, no. That's the yeah. that is the the pattern. That's why this needs to end. Yeah, that's the pattern with the movies, though. Like they bring in somebody who is kind of big, they make them the enemy, and then at the very end or into the next movie, mm-hmm. they make them one of the family. Yeah. Um, you know. So that's that's exactly what's going to happen with John Cena's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other big thing we have to talk about is one of the characters that was previously thought dead. Uh, there's there were there were hashtags on Twitter for years saying justice for this one particular character, um, and that character is Han, who died in or died in um, was it Tokyo Drift? Yes, right. It was Tokyo Drift, and then. Uh, Furious 7 takes place after Tokyo Drift. Right. Um, and, and that's when Jason Statham's character apparently killed Han as revenge for Dom and his crew killing Jason Statham's brother, who, it turned out in Fast 8, was not dead. So that's the kind of soap opera level stuff that we're dealing with here. Anyway, Han is back. We don't really know why or how or where he's been all these years, but he shows up mm. and Dom gives him one big old hug. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I mean, the fact that. Damn, <laughs> 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 man, I mean, the fact oh, that they're bringing back on, right? I could not have scripted that better. Just, I mean, three, I th- mean, like, you have yeah, nothing to say. I have nothing to say, but <laughs> hear what I'm saying. Hear what was my problem as well. Yeah. Man. Why did they show it in the trailer? That's the thing. It was, why is the trailer four minutes? The trailer was four Four minutes long. That's the longest trailer I've seen in a while. No, I sat there and I was like, is this trailer still going on? Yeah. Are they still, am I still watching the Fast and Furious trailer? As I said on Twitter, I bet they showed all the best action moments. I mean, how do you go bigger than, as I said, a car became Mm Spider-Man? How do you go further than that? When I saw Mm -hmm. that stunt in the trailer, I was like, all right, why do I need to watch the movie? Exactly. Um, And and the thing you said about, about Han... We have had like almost a revolution in the last, I would say, five years or so mm-hmm. with movie trailers for really big movies, right? You watch one of those Star Wars trailers, with the exception of the last one, which had you know our good friend cackling at the end of it and spoiling his reveal. Um, you watch the trailer for Last Jedi and you watch the trailer for Force Awakens, you can't really tell what's happening in the movies. Exactly. You watch the trailers for Endgame, you don't nothing. you don't see anything. Mm. You even watch the trailers for Infinity War. There are scenes in there that I mean, aren't in the movie. Yeah, but even with Endgame, they yeah. give you hints. It's just hints. Just hints. Very small hints. Yes. Tiny hints. Like the stuff for the YouTubers to go say, okay, 10 things you missed, yeah. which might not even end up in the movie. Like that's the amazing thing is that they would put in scenes that aren't in the movie. And it wasn't from a point of let's just deceive the audience. Let's just, you know... Let's hype them up, but also not spoil things, which I think was a great idea. I wonder if it was a desperation thing, though, because... What do you mean, Han? Yeah, for them, because they really didn't... But I wonder if they be, they, they think that 
audiences are not going to turn out. Because as you said, the I last think that's movie, what I'm saying. I think it's because didn't really make as much as the previous ones. But yeah. that that's possible. I think it was a desperation. I think they they put in all the 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 crazy action scenes to remind you that Fast and Furious is about the stunts, and you're gonna see that in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think they put in Han to make you see that okay, we brought back that character that you love. Like not even put him in the in the trailer. Let's give him his own poster. Let's mm-hmm. let's put a hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, that was the, you know? that was, that rubbed me the wrong way. Why is he in a poster? Yeah, like it's it, it's it's one of those things. Like if you happen to not watch a trailer, which I can see why you wouldn't. It's four minutes long. You scroll past that. <laughs> um, and if you happen to not you know frequent movie blogs and stuff, or if you happen to not go to the movies when the trailers are showing, which a lot of people don't watch trailers for movies generally. They are making it so that you cannot escape this reveal. <laughs> you have to know it before because they will be damned if you see it without knowing that. If mm-hmm. there is a single person who goes into Fast and Furious or, or Fast 9 not knowing that Han is in it, I will be very surprised. And I think it definitely screams of desperation. So uh, that's, that's just the case for Fast 9. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, we're zombies. We're going to watch it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But let's see. I... I don't. I. When does it come out? Uh, that's like, I want to know that. May right? M- is it May? I'd be. I don't know when it's coming out and what it's coming out against. But I'd be surprised if it makes a billion dollars. I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna make a billion. No. I think there is hype for it. I think people are excited about it, talking about it now. Unless on is a big draw, but yeah, nah. yeah. And I. I don't see it being that big of a draw. And if I'm wrong, I will play back this video of me saying this. For my own embarrassment, because mm-hmm. whatever, I was wrong about Fast and Furious making February a billion 3rd. dollars. February 3rd, 29, 20, 2020. Wow. Yes, February 3rd, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into the Super Bowl stuff before mm-hmm. we go, because um, we'll keep this brief, because there's not, there's not that many things. Um, there's one big thing that um, I'll just play on the screen right now. So uh, we're talking about movies right now, but um, as we know, for the last few years, TV has been a big thing. Like television has gotten way more cinematic. You got shows like Breaking Bad and and Walking Dead that are making blockbuster kind of viewing ratings. Um, and and you know, you got Disney Plus, huge streaming service mm-hmm. that is um, like uh, you got Mandalorian, which was one of the biggest shows of last year, um, and. Marvel being one of the biggest franchises moving into the future, and they are putting out some shows on Disney Plus. So we are going to look at the very first look at those Disney Plus shows that we've been hearing about for the last year or so. Yes, so we yes. got we got Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. One Division. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I missing? Loki. Loki. Lo- Lo- Loki as well. Yeah. So we're going to look at those, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Okay. Time. Yeah. Wanda, welcome home. Vision residents. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. All right, so I apologize to the, the the listening audience because that is one of the most annoying trailers I've ever heard. <laughs> like that 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 high pitched sound that they just blare into your ears, it mm-hmm. very disconcerting. Um, but that's the trailer for the Disney Plus uh, slate for mm-hmm. uh, Marvel. What do you think? I did not see the Loki part when I saw it last night. Yeah, yeah, it's because very short. It's yeah, very very it brief. Like I looked away. 
I did not see the Loki part. Yeah, I mean, he he seems to me like he's breaking out of prison or something. Yeah. Um, and he is saying he's gonna burn his place to the ground. So clearly, all of the I mean, it seems as though the character development. Well, technically, it's not the character development being thrown away because this is not the same Loki that we saw at the end of Thor Ragnarok and at the beginning of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Loki at the end of Avengers, the one who who magically transported himself away with the Tesseract, mm-hmm. who has not undergone all that character growth. So this is the sniveling Loki that people love from mm-hmm. um, um, twenty. Problematic Loki. Problematic Loki, yeah. yeah. Um, which is basically Marvel saying, we can develop our characters, but we can also get back the ones that you like from when they didn't have all that mm-hmm. development. So basically they can just redevelop them all over again. So mm-hmm. we, as you said, for the Fast and Furious stuff, we're sheep and we will continue to watch this stuff. Yeah, I'm, um, looking, I'm looking forward to WandaVision. It looks good. Okay, so so um, I have some things to say about WandaVision, um, which has to do a lot with the comics and and the um, the the movies at large. So as you can see in the trailer, um, Vision is back, which we saw him die at the end of Infinity War, mm. got his head ripped out by Thanos. Uh, not a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the trailer, there are it's very short snippets that you see, but they seem to be living in this kind of. Uh, 50s style house mm-hmm. um, and I know this style is supposed to be like kind of a, like a sitcom but um, so some of the things that you see in the trailer which uh, I'll just bring up really quickly so yes you see Scarlet which is in, in she has her classic um, costume yeah so Scarlet which has her classic costume on uh, she's got the the crown and the red and the red cape and the red gloves. Like this was a, I think a lot of people were very impressed with seeing this because mm-hmm. one of the things that they didn't really like about her character in the movies is that it's it's very realistic, but it doesn't have that fun sense of character like Spider Man suit does or Iron Man suit. You know, Iron Man mm-hmm. kind of those suits kind of fuse practicality with the look of the comics and, um, you know, her her. I don't really see how you could make her costume practical. Um, it seems very much of the comics, so I can see why they exuded it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to see it here. Um, so that's the first thing is her suit is back. Um, and then, as you can see, uh, there's a single shot here, which I want to get to. Uh, where is it? There. Okay. So as you can see here, you're looking at uh, Falcon, not Falcon, uh, Vision and, and Wanda, and they are looking at two cribs. Now, um, what you may or may not know from the... And you can see Vision has like a pacifier around his hand. I didn't notice mm-hmm. that before. That's interesting. Um, but what you may or may not know from the comic, Shauna, is that these two characters have children together. Um, yeah, which, you know, Vision being an android, I don't know how that works, but I don't know how he's alive here anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need... You need answers. Marvel has to bridge that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so her, her children are known as, I think the names are Wiccan and because Scarlet, which actually has magic abilities in the comics, like Doctor Strange, she mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange are very similar in abilities. Um, uh, although she is a mutant, she also just uses magic, so comics are confusing. Um, but her character, her, her children's names are Wiccan and I th- don't remember the other one's name, but she has two twins and they're both superpowered. And as we saw in, I think it was... Uh, as you saw in 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 uh, Endgame, um, Ant Man's daughter is all grown up, Cassie Lang, and Cassie Lang also becomes a superhero of her own. Uh, I think her name is Stature, 
and she's she has a bit she has a, her own Ant Man suit she can grow and she can shrink and talk to ants and all that. Um, and also, as we saw in in as you know about the Hawkeye series that is not represented in this trailer, but Hawkeye is going to be working with a young Kate. I think it's Kate Bishop. I don't know if it's actually that character, but there's a character called Kate Bishop who's like a young Hawkeye. Um, and it's and you know Vision and 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 Scarlet, which having these superpowered children, mm-hmm. um, as suggested in this trailer. It makes you wonder if they're working towards a young Avengers kind of crossover where they have all these young superheroes who are teaming together um, and, you know, becoming an Avengers team. Because right now, there's not an Avengers team in the Marvel Universe. Like, um, you know, Iron Man died. Captain America got old. Hulk's arm is is half rotten off. Um the only other real Avengers are the ones that we see in in this trailer as well, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about that idea of having young superhero team? Like, yeah. you think that would work out? Yeah. Yeah. Anything would work out for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think Young Avengers is a title in the comics. Um, and I think Marvel is definitely going towards that. So, um, Not to cut you, but you, you also have um, the, the, the girl in Captain Marvel because she's going to be... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and I know they want to bring in the character of of uh, Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, I don't remember her name. I know they have a newer version. Um, because Miss Marvel, I mean Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers used to be Miss Marvel, and she became Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Now there's a new Miss Marvel. Um, and she's being pushed very heavily in the new Avengers video game that's coming out. So I think Marvel's trying to push that character into the public consciousness. Um, but yeah, I think that that would be a cool way to push forward the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think people are kind of wondering where do they go after Endgame because Endgame was like an ending. Um, and I would be interested to see where um, how the WandaVision ties into the bigger um, picture with the movies because I think mm-hmm. that's a big thing that people are seeing is that your your first time with these Marvel shows you're seeing the actors from the movies in them instead of seeing mm-hmm. like you know Chris, Christopher Charlie Cox as as Daredevil you know that's kind of like mm-hmm. it's Marvel but it's not really Marvel yeah yeah um, it's the first time you're actually seeing the the main characters doing these TV shows so they're going to be a lot more connectivity with the movies uh, and the last thing is Falcon and the Winter Soldier which um, in the comics, both of them have held the Captain America mantle before. Uh, and I think they kind of skipped over Bucky to get to Falcon in the movies because, you know, you don't have that many movies to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, not much to see in that trailer. Although we see the Daniel Bruhl's Zemo is back, mm-hmm. which was good because I know both of us like that character. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he was a great villain for the franchise. Um and yeah, I think I think the the trailer, although it's brief, it shows you a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there's very little in it, but you're still seeing. Like you're seeing the scenes of um, uh, Falcon seems to be doing training here, or or maybe a flashback to when he was training to be the Falcon. He's just in a paraglider. Um, and you see, that's, that's the only one we're sure that takes place after Endgame, right? Yeah, because we're not sure about um, WandaVision. Cause well, WandaVision seems to be taking place in her own head. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, the I don't Vision is supposed to be dead, dead so I don't yeah. know how he's um how he's alive. I, I remember reading a little about Vision though. Yeah, where he comes back without the stones. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Also, I forgot to mention. There's also a comic book run where Vision creates a family for himself. Like there's mm-hmm. a family of androids that he that he has a dog and he has two kids, and it's kind of like this the same thing where they have the fifties aesthetic. I think they're taking that from that series mm-hmm. where it's kind of this android in the classic nuclear family dynamic and i think that's an interesting hey, uh, concept i to bet do. i bet vision's resurrection has to do with black panther mm, like okay with, with, you know that scene 
well, it's not Black Panther the movie, but remember when um, what's her name? Shuri. Shuri was you know like she was probably trying to save his 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 brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, yeah. It's whatever she was that. doing. Maybe. Yeah. Let, let's see. Well, let's not also forget um, Wanda's powers. They come from the reality stone. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be a warped version of reality. So maybe she's really tapping into her powers and accessing another version of reality. Because as we know, Marvel mm-hmm. Universe has a multiverse. Mm-hmm. Like it was played within Spider-Man Far From Home, but we've seen oh, okay. it legitimately in mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. So you're saying that Wanda is schizophrenic? Not that well. Okay, <laughs> she's. I mean, I she's guess. Schizo. <laughs> I guess, Well, I mean, if she didn't have powers, she'd be schizophrenic. But yeah. if if she, since she has powers, she can literally make whatever reality she wants. So, yes. Um, I think that might be at play here. Um, well, it comes out this year, right? It comes or out this year. year. I think it's late this year. Okay. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier are late this year. I'm not sure about the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Loki, I think Tom Hadd- well, Tom Hiddleston is interesting as Loki. And also Owen Wilson was cast in that, which we didn't talk mm-hmm. about. But um, I'm interested to see him in that. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to watch them. I'm really excited to see these because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to see the continuation of these characters. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it ties into the movies. It ties so, into movies, yeah. yeah. So it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's very good. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, we said we were not going to leave at 8.05, but that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, Shana, thank you very much for being here. I know I've held you a little bit later than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, we, this is another episode of Moving on Refinanced. We will be back next week with a brand new one. Let me just play that sweet jazz music so you can listen to that as we head out. Yes. Um, because otherwise, what is the point? You're just listening to my crusty old voice and not getting <laughs> any enjoyment out of that. Um, but Shana, thank you for coming. Um, my pleasure. It's been fun talking about the movies with you, and uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about the Oscars next week, the Oscar wins. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about who won, if it was a disappointment or not. Uh, there's no host this year, so it'd probably be a short show, yes. um, thankfully. Yes. Um, and thank you all for listening. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts can be found except Spotify. You can find me at Damien Movies on Twitter, that's D-A-M-I Movies. You can find Shauna. Shauna WTF. And you can find me on Instagram at Damien Michael Movies, and you can find everything on the website at DamienMichaelMovies.com. Um, yep, thanks for listening. All See right. you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.